Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Business Builder Show, where we feature champions in their respective industries from all over the globe. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out how to make the Inc. 5000 list five times as a one-employee company. And Phil Smith is going to teach us how to do that. Now, he's a serial entrepreneur. He's an investor and author. He's partnered with Kevin Harrington, who you might know is one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. And he's made, as we've already said, the Inc. 5000 list of the fast and growing private companies five times. And he did that as a one employee company working from home. Now, his first business started up in 98. And since then, he's been part of five acquisitions. He's an expert, known as an expert in B2B lead generation and is one of the most sought after consultants working with over 10,000 clients and counting. His most recent business, All-in-One Marketing, was created to help companies scale their digital marketing without making costly mistakes. He provides three main services. One is a fractional chief marketing officer. Number two is an all-in-one uh, marketing software platform. And third, he's got a PR services area where he can get a company on major television and on over 600 websites. Philip, it's fantastic to have you here, sir. Tell us. Uh, thank you for having me. That's a long intro. <laughs> it, it was needed to be that long to even give people an inkling of where you've been and what you're doing. But through all of that, who is who do you serve? Who's your ideal client? Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's pretty much uh, anybody <laughs> uh, that wants to make money is the best way to put it because we have two main companies. One company helps people get into business and the other company helps people already in business to help them launch, scale, or exit. But I will say, uh, my favorite thing to say is we want to help companies not make costly marketing mistakes because since 1998, I have been in the business to business space and I've heard it a thousand times now where companies say, I hired the wrong person. I tried this and it didn't work, whatever it is. So that's our main goal. Just help companies not make mistakes. And they've got some problems leading up to the costly mistakes they make. So can you give us a, sort of an overview of the problems that you solve for people, uh, Philip? Yeah. So the biggest thing is this. When companies want to sell a, a product or a service online, there is a whole funnel that needs to work together. You can just say you're as strong as your weakest link. For example, when companies come to us, they usually say, I want to drive traffic to my website. Well, that's great, of course number one thing you want to do. But if the website's not designed to convert that traffic into leads and you don't have your sales funnel or process set up correctly or your long-term marketing campaigns, your drip campaigns, basically if everything doesn't work together, it's probably not going to work because you could drive traffic to your website, but nothing happens after that. Or maybe you have a great sales process, you have everything, but you don't know how to drive traffic to your website. Or maybe you're doing all this great stuff, you generate all these leads, but your sales funnel just isn't converting and not getting people further down the road. So there's a lot that goes into it. And that's the number one thing that we see is that companies do not understand the concept of the entire funnel needs to work together for it to work the best. Yeah. And I see that myself all the time. 
thousands of times, as you said. Now, maybe, uh, maybe Philip, you could walk us through a customer journey, maybe a, an actual one or a hypothetical one, a case study. Tell us, how did this company come into your universe? <clears throat> how do you onboard people? How do you dis- decide how you're going to help them? what the solution looks like, what sort of expenses somebody might be looking at when they hire a firm of your caliber, et cetera. Yeah. So I guess the best way to put it is the number one thing we need to do is just almost do an audit, just see where they're at, what their issues are that they feel that they're having and what their goals are, and then what it's going to take to achieve those goals. So it could be anything from redoing the entire website to, again, building out some automation getting the right edge, running on the right platforms. A lot of companies feel that every platform works for every product or service, and that's not really true. And I'm talking about Facebook, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, et cetera. So everything, the number one thing is, of course, finding the right traffic source. And that's even if they want to do paid traffic. A lot of people think that they can do very well with search engine optimization, and maybe they can, maybe they can't. But there's a lot of different ways to drive that traffic in. So when companies come to us, it's all about doing an audit, looking at everything, really understanding. And also, we want to make sure that we can actually help, right? There's a lot of companies out there that kind of have a, a pie in the sky ideas. And we're just like, yeah, I don't even think we can even help you because you're way too out there and what you think is possible. But as long as our services fit and as long as their goals make sense, for what they're doing. Someone comes to us and says, oh, I have this website and I'm an affiliate, but I want to be the next Apple. It's probably not going to happen. So we just want to make sure everything's aligned on both sides so we can actually help. We bring a lot to the table that that most companies don't. And we also bring a lot to the table that the average entrepreneur or average business owner, they don't even understand or they even know exists on how we can help them. You met, you touched on this next question of mine, and that is, Philip, how do you differentiate yourself and put your competition, so to speak, in the dust? Uh, it's really the people that we work with. Because we cover everything, there's literally nothing that someone can come to us and say, I don't know how to do this, or I need help with this, whatever it is. With Kevin Harrington and, and his contacts, his experience, there's a guy, Alex, right behind me over here. You see his face. I call him my secret weapon. If you ever watched one of those FBI type shows or cop shows, and there's always that one person that can somehow figure out how to do some crazy stuff to find the bad guy. They they can just track him in three seconds across the world because they saw a piece of glass on the ground and he got a reflection. You know what I mean? So just some crazy thing. He's that person. Whatever we need, I just say, Alex, can we do this? And he just figures it out. And the number one thing that most companies are not taking advantage of today are the automations and AI that does exist today. But the, the big diff- biggest difference is just our team and the experience. The I've worked with IBM, Intel, HP, AT&T. Kevin just took uh, Celsius from being worth millions of dollars to now it's hit a $14 billion market cap. They did a deal with Pepsi, brought a lot of influencers in, celebrities in when they first started getting that off the ground. So to be able to do deals like a Celsius and be able to help even small companies just get over a certain hump or start scaling their business, it would be hard pressed to find anybody that just has more experience than us. And also I'll say, we do this every day for ourselves. See, there's a lot of companies out there that help other companies. That's all they do. 
but we do all this stuff ourselves as well. We have multiple revenue streams, multiple businesses. So that's how you can say we stay on top of everything. We have our thumb on the pulse of the latest marketing trends. So what are, as you were building your business, if you will, empire, Philip, what were some of the major milestones that you remember and then maybe even some of the failures that you had and what your lessons that you learned about finance or partners or employees or whatever, milestone yeah. story. I'll, I'll quickly go through the entire thing. In, in 1998, I started my first company and I had the ability to either take a job. I was still in school and I had the ability to, I did an internship. I had the ability to get a job at the internship. So that point was a big defining moment for me because I decided to go start my own business versus going to take a job. And going down that road, man, it was hard. It was so difficult going into the dot-com boom. And then because being in New York with 9-11 changed a lot of things up with, we were in a web hosting business at the time. So it right. a lot of companies were moving out of the big cities so it really changes a lot of things for us. But I have to tell you, it wasn't really until it really wasn't until 2003 when we started figuring it out. And, and I literally figured out just because I got one piece of advice, someone gave me a tip on how to market the web hosting company. And it's so easy to just push things off and just not do it or whatever. But I always take a lot of things seriously when people give you, especially marketing tips. And this one marketing tip was to go promote our web hosting company on a website called webhostingtalk.com. And I did it and it literally changed the game for us. And 2003 ended up being this great year going to 2004. And what happened was we almost were growing ourselves out of business because it took us six months to make a profit on any client. And we started bringing in a lot of them. So we figured out a way to... to get some money to fund the business, but it still was, we were maxing out. So that's the reason why I made a decision to sell it in 2005. And that was my first big win. And then after that, literally I said to myself, I never want to have another employee again. And I want to work from home. And this is 2005. It's a totally different world. So going to 2006, I got into the digital, basically consulting world. And I thought to myself, if I can help companies make money, I will always be able to make money. But in a web hosting company, we only sold the businesses. We were more of a wholesaler. So we never sold to the end customer. <clears throat> so going into the consulting business, my first client was a company called Lovesack. And that was my first big win of that company. And Lovesack is a furniture company, much smaller back then. They didn't have stores like they do now. And they were paying me $6,000 a month. I thought that was amazing at the time. And I was like, all right, this is really cool. And I did a really good job at helping them out, worked with them for a while. And then I grew that business. 2010, I sold it to an investment fund, ran, from a, ran by a guy named Jim Estel. Jim Estel was one of the first investors in BlackBerry. And he made $500 million just off that one investment alone. He's from Toronto area. And I was going to ask if he's a Canadian. Yes. And that's the reason why he's a really nice guy, probably. <laughs> but one of the one of the first times I ever met an investor that actually invested in stuff like quickly. I, I met so many investors over the years and they just take their time and whatever. This guy just moved quick. And I joined the fund for two years because 
I wanted to be around people with money, right? And I love that world. So I started doing all these in- investments and stuff. And they had 17 companies in the fund at the time when I got there. And they were an angel fund. So a lot of them were startups, obviously. But they really wanted me to come in to help the other companies, but of course, grow the business. So I ended up being the second most profitable business in the fund. And then we ended up selling a consulting business again. And one of the coolest things I've learned around that time was you have to put yourself around the right people. And that's why I really started learning while I was at this fund. So when we sold the web hosting company, it took us a long time to do it and figure it out. So after I was at the fund for those two years, Jim comes up to me and we just made a decision that it's time to sell the company and kind of move on from it. So he goes, all right, I'll be right back. I didn't really know what he was doing. He's just, I'll be right back. He comes back to my desk. He goes, all right, company sold. I'm like, oh, so we have to go talk to them and whatever. And he's now it's done. It'll be, it'll be done next week. I'm like, this guy just sold a company, one phone call. That, again, that's why you got to put yourself in the right room with the right people. So, yeah. It was uh, an yeah. it, it, interesting transition. So after that, I decided to start working from home. Now, one thing that I've learned in my entire career is to always say, you're going to get screwed over. People are going to take advantage of you. You're going to get screwed over. It's going to happen, guaranteed. And the more successful you become, it's, it's going to happen more, right? People are going to look at you as a target or whatever the case may be. And I started uh, consulting again after I left the fund. And uh, this company came to me who was a digital marketing agency and said, we need help. We are not making any money. We're having issues. Whatever can you come help us. So I came in helped them restructure the entire business. I brought some people in. Six months later, I got it sold. I literally brought a buyer in and and sold the company for them. And the guy totally screwed me and didn't even, didn't pay out nothing what he was supposed to pay me. So after that, I, I said to myself, you know what? I've learned about the lead generation business, which in the lead generation business, just to put it in layman's terms, it's a concept of generating leads. So a lead fills out a form on your website and you literally just sell the data. You just sell the lead off and you just generate a lead and sell it. And I learned about that business in 2011 when I was at the fund actually, because someone came to us to get investment for that type of company, but the fund didn't want to get involved in that business. So I said to myself going into 2014, I'm like, you know what? Cause that's when I got screwed over by that guy. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm done. Like I'm going to build a lead gen business because I see that scalable, it's automated. And that's how I can really make the most money without having employees working from home. So going into 14, I, I started figuring it out. It took me about six months. I started April of 14. And in October 14, I actually ran my first Facebook ad. There's a lot of things I was doing at that time, but I was learning the lead gen business. I was brokering leads, finding lead buyers, finding lead sellers, flipping the leads, doing a bunch of crazy stuff to just to make money. And in October 14, I ran my first Facebook ad. And by December, going to January, I did my first six-figure month. So once I figured it out, it just scaled because you basically, you spend a dollar, you make two, whatever the number is. What do you do? You just scale it. That's it. So that business just skyrocketed. And then 2015 was my first seven-figure year in that business. And that's the business now that's got me to the five times being on a Inc. 5000, everything that I've done, the partnership with Kevin. So everything we do today is all about lead generation. So what's holding you back uh, right now? What's holding me back right now, my biggest problem for me personally is I am not a team builder, right? I can't manage people. I'm so bad at it. 
So finding people to build a team, which I would love to, I'm actually at a point now today, and I started doing this a little bit more in 2023, that I would love to build a team. So I do have somebody that's doing that for me in Fort Lauderdale. He actually came through. Actually, he's, he's right behind me. This guy, Zach. So Zach, I met him back in 2019. He actually came, Zach, I met Zach through my other company that gets people into business, I said before, and we help people get into the business. So he came to my very first mastermind I ever did in March of 2019 and was just one of those people that you gravitate towards. He's going to do stuff. So we just became friends over the years and we've done a lot of stuff together. So I called him up last December and I said, you want to build a team for me? <laughs> He's like, give me four days. I need to figure it out. And then he needed to actually get his stuff off his plate so he could put the time and effort into it. So we've been doing that this entire year. Of course, there's some things that we did that didn't go too well. And there's some things that we're doing that are going well. But the latest thing that we're doing, as mentioned before, was the chief marketing officer services where we can, again, help businesses not make mistakes. That's our newest service offering that we're doing. But the lead generation business, what I learned is that whoever controls the data and owns that data, if you look at all the big guys, look at Amazon, Google, Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera, they just want to own the data. And that's the biggest thing. So when you're a lead generator and you own the data, you're going to make a lot of money. So how can our listeners felt get a hold of you? My website's the easiest way, philipfsmith.com. It's just the easiest way. philipfsmith.com. Excellent. What's the question, or maybe one question, Philip, that I should have asked you that would give a lot of benefit to our listening audience that I forgot about or didn't have in my brain? And what's the answer to that unasked question? Would it be more for people who already have an existing business that want to grow it? or somebody that's looking to start a business? Why don't you give us both? Okay, good answer. All right, so somebody who already has a business and wants to grow it. The smartest thing you can ever do, which what I started doing back in 2018, was I started joining mastermind groups. And mastermind groups that fit, obviously, your in, you know, in your industry, fit my industry. And I, I did one called War Room Mastermind. War Room Ended actually last year, and they start a new one with Damon John, who is obviously on Shark Tank, called Rise Nation Mastermind. So I'm part of that one today. By putting yourself in those rooms is an absolute game changer. And you just find questions to your answers like that. Quick story, there's a guy who's very big in the educational space. And back in 2018, he was speaking at a war room event, and I went and I stalked him just to make sure I get five minutes with him. Really nice guy. But I asked them the questions that you can't get answers to. So for example, I was running a funnel at the time and I didn't know what a good cost per lead was in the in that space that I was in. I didn't know what good conversion ratio was. So I'm asking him all those detailed questions and he was answering all of them. And I was actually right on par with where you should be or at least where he was. And he goes, actually, some of the stuff I was even doing better with him, but he was much bigger. So what he So what I learned was, I didn't have to go do all this testing and figure out because that's what I was going to do. I was going to go waste all this time and test out new things and try this and try that and blah, blah, blah. But I was already doing good. So like that saved me literally probably six months of just wasted time to go figure out something that I was already doing good at. Just to give you an example. But the people in that room are amazing as long as you're part of the right mastermind group. But even being part of Damon John's mastermind, you get access to things you can't normally get access to. So for example... 
his book is right here, right? It's just Damon John's latest oh. book on children's literacy. And he basically said, you buy 200 of my books, we'll donate them for you. You can do whatever you want with them. So I'm actually donating them to a friend's foundation that he has that actually stops the kids getting stranger danger stuff. He basically said, if you do this, I'll go out to dinner with you. We'll do lunch. I'll come to your office, whatever, and give you basically two hours of my time. So basically it costs you about a two or three K, I forget how much, about two and $3,000 to have dinner with Damon. I'm like, I'll pay that all day long, right? Absolutely. So if you're trying to grow your business, you just got to put yourself in the right room with the right people that can get your problem solved and get you going. If someone's looking to start a business, it's funny. Obviously I'm biased because a lead gen business for me has been absolutely amazing. And if you learn this industry, it really it's just like anything else, you got to put your time and effort into it, right? You can't quit. You can't make excuses. I always say you either make money or you make excuses. But the lead generation business, when you realize the value of the industry and the control you have over companies, when you actually have good leads and data, I've had companies, you don't even understand, pay me a lot of money just to make sure I didn't stop sending them leads. I've helped two companies get acquired that's not even part of my five. Technically, I've been a part of other two acquisitions because I was helping them with their lead flow and I was their biggest lead provider and they actually got acquired. Another company raised like 50 million from Goldman Sachs because of my lead flow. It's crazy. But you don't realize the power that you have over companies. Not that you're trying to do anything negative. But when you realize how important it is, then you realize, wow, there's obviously a lot of money to be made. But I I just it's just a great industry. It's a great skill set to, to learn. Uh, a friend of mine, they do a lot of, they probably have six people and about to about 40 million a year. It's one of those businesses, again, like you make so much money per, per employee because again, it's the scalability. And I asked them like, what do you guys plan on doing? They're both in their forties. And they go, I gotta be honest with you. As long as I know how to buy media, I'll never be, I'll always make money. So there's no point in really doing anything else. And you can easily automate the business. So I would recommend anybody that's looking to start a business, learn lead generation. Beautiful. And and thanks for all the background about why, not just here's the idea. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So everybody, in closing, let's focus on the single fact that, and Philip covered this pretty hard, your businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as the result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having a visionary strategy, of having a system of management to execute that strategy. And number three, thank you, Philip, leverage high-performance teams, whether or not they're in your own company or mastermind groups, et cetera, as Philip just told us about. Now, you can get your hands on exactly how to do those things. Just go to my website called Business Mastery Pro, and it's right there for the asking. So thanks for listening, Philip. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you.